Welcome to the Shoot It Straight podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Gebhardt. Here, I will share an honest take on what it's like to be a female creative entrepreneur while balancing business, motherhood, and life. Myself, along with my guests, will get vulnerable through honest conversations and relatable stories because we're willing to go there. If you're trying to find balance in this exciting place you're in, yet willing to talk about the hard stuff too, the Shoot It Straight podcast is here to share practical and tangible takeaways to help you shoot it straight. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Shoot It Straight podcast. Just in case you didn't realize, I am not Sabrina Gebhardt, but I am Coley James, your host for today. If we have not met on the three previous times that I've been on this podcast, I have the pleasure of being Sabrina's business bestie. Sabrina, good morning and welcome to your own podcast. Hello, my friend. I'm so excited about this. Uh, Every time we talk, it's a really fun episode, so I know this is going to be no different. Uh, Agreed. And just like the last episode that we recorded, guys, we have no notes for this. I know it's killing Sabrina, but I did not send her any questions. She has not prepared for this in any way. Um, We just decided that it would be a fun little experiment for us to swap seats on each of our podcasts where I am interviewing her here on the Shoot It Straight podcast. And she is also going to interview me for my podcast, Business First Creatives. Sabrina, let's jump in. How are you feeling about Washington, D.C.? Because your mastermind retreat is coming up. I know. I'm very excited. And uh, it's going to be so fun. Uh, This time's going to be interesting because I've never actually been to Washington, (laughs) D.C. So I'm hosting something in a location that is very new to me. I do have insider information, people on the ground helping. um, But I'm really excited. This will be the third retreat um, Mm -hmm. that I've hosted. And I have learned that this is like a like a passion project for me, the way that I physically and emotionally respond to hosting women in an intimate setting for several days and the connection. Coley, I weep every time it's over, like, like ugly cry weep. And it's not a sadness. It's an overwhelming gratitude that I get to do this. And so, um, I was telling my business coach, it's almost like a religious experience for me, um, to hold space Mm -hmm. for these women. And it's just, it's magic. And I'm so excited to get to do it again. I mean, so this is where we're at now. You have Root to Rise, which is your four-month mastermind that includes a retreat. But let's go back. You are a lifestyle photographer in Fort Worth, Texas. How did you go from being a lifestyle photographer to then mentoring photographers and getting into the education space for photographers? Yeah. So... I'm going to back up way to the beginning before I became an educator because it's Mm -hmm. a valuable piece of the story. When I first decided to be a photographer, um, first of all, I was extremely ill-prepared and (laughs) underqualified. Aren't we all? I mean, I just decided to jump right in and it was way too soon. Anyways, um, I jumped in and was definitely still in the category of figuring it out as I went, just figuring it out day to day, learning and growing while I was photographing people. And I was having a blast and I was loving it, but also I had all of this really deep imposter syndrome about what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so much so that I, that there was almost like a little bit of a shameful feeling with it. Like I just, 
every once in a while, I'd be like, what am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, coming off as this professional and I'm still figuring out how to use Lightroom and how to use Photoshop and how to, I mean, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Right. Um, yeah. and so I was just constantly Googling and trying to figure out like how to do things. Let me also pause and say, this was 13 years ago. The amount of information we had then was a lot, but nothing compared to what we have now. Okay, like YouTube and blogs. And there was a little bit of that, but it was not <laughs> as robust as it was. And a lot mm -hmm. of the educators back then were men. Okay, so that's also different. Anyways, I'm trying to figure things out and I have all this imposter syndrome. And because of that, I was very lonely because I didn't want to reach out to any of my competitors and my the local photographers to ask for help because I didn't want to raise my hand and say, I'm a professional, but I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me? And so I stayed in this little bubble, this little lonely bubble and tried to figure it out. And that was a couple of years. And it was really, really hard. What kept me going was like feedback from clients and families and that warm, fuzzy feeling when people see their galleries and all of that. And then I learned that investing in education is magic, right? I made that decision for my business and all of a sudden my eyes were opened to, oh my gosh, there is community out there. There are people asking the same questions that I have. There are people that are willing to give us the answers and share and help encourage us along. So I invested in education real big. My business did a black and white night and day pivot. And um, I rock and rolled for about five years after that, just loving what I was doing, loving what I was creating, didn't feel lonely anymore. And that's when people started reaching out to me, um, mainly on Instagram. Do you offer mentoring? So I was starting to get other photographers noticing my work and how I was showing up in the world and asking me, do you want to educate me? And for a long time, Coley, I was like, uh, a hard pass. I am not qualified <laughs> no. for that. <laughs> and, um, it's because I kept looking at the people who I reached out for, for education, who had been offering education for years, who were so far along the path compared to me. And I just thought I'm never going to be them. I'm never going to catch mm -hmm. up to them, quote unquote. So I can't do what they're doing. And the universe just kept putting people in my ear. I'm just reaching out to you again. Have you decided to offer mentoring again? And finally, at one point, I was like, okay, enough's enough. I mean, I'm going to say yes, and we're going to try and figure it out. And maybe I'll like it, and maybe I won't. And of course, I loved it. Had a great experience. I did not go straight to online mentoring. I went straight to in-person mm -hmm. um, because I knew that I wanted to share space with people and work alongside somebody um, and really not just spend an hour with, with a woman, but spend hours and hours with somebody, right. To get to know them and develop those relationships. And, um, I did that for a few years before I stepped into the online space. Mm -hmm. And as you know, you and I did the exact opposite within, I think it was 11 months of opening my business. I had created my first online course, which isn't so unbelievable considering that's what I did before I was a photographer. But when people would ask me questions, the first thing I thought was, oh, I could just make a course and teach you how to do this too. And so, you know, I put my teacher hat on and I sat down and I made a curriculum and I made modules inside of an online course and I didn't build it from scratch, which is actually what I used to do when I taught math and statistics. I built my courses from scratch. I mean, I used a platform this time. It wasn't as, wasn't what I used to do, but I mean, that was my path. When people asked me, I was like, oh yeah, I could teach you how to do this. That might actually be easier than photographing the families. Let me figure out how to do this. 
I think it's important for us to tell the audience how you and I met because we met because you actually came to my second in-person um, retreat. So it wasn't one-on-one in-person mentoring, which is how you started, but you did come to my retreat. Was my in-person retreat the first one that you had been to? No. Or had you been to one previously? No, I think yours was like the fourth one I had been to. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, I... One of the first experiences I invested in was an in-person retreat. And immediately I was like, oh, this is magic. <laughs> and so how many of these are there out there that I can attend that have something that I want to learn, you know, something I want to participate in, the kind of people that I want to be around. Um, and so my eyes were always open to those opportunities. Yeah. I mean, Sabrina, so let's talk about that. So you did in-person one-on-one mentoring. And then you jumped into what we consider to be the online space. You started to create a digital course. But then it still took you a while until you did your first in-person um, experience. So if you loved it so much, and I think we met in, I think it was 2018, and that was your fourth one, and you didn't actually do your first in-person experience until what, 2022? Yeah. Why did it take you four years to craft your first in-person retreat if that was like, what you found so magical about um, the education space for photographers. Yeah. um, I always knew that that was like an end goal that I wanted to eventually at some point do that. And I was kind of uncertain as to what it looked like because I loved the in-person retreat weekend, but what I felt like it was missing was the, the extended Mm -hmm. education stuff. Right. And so the create the, the container that my mastermind is in is the four month online weekly calls, boxer hours. And then this in-person retreat is part of the package, but it's definitely just a small piece on the cake. Yeah. It's a small piece Mm -hmm. of the experience. So I had not seen what I do out there. I didn't know that it was like a thing. Um, and I was just kind of like toying with like, what would it look like to have my dream experience built? Um, Around the time I decided what I wanted it to be is when the pandemic happened. And uh, so, you know, in 2020, we weren't doing anything. In 2021, for half the year, we weren't doing anything. And it was in the late summer, probably this time, two years ago, um, in 2021, that I was like, it's time. It's time. And I launched the first one in October of 2021, and it sold out almost immediately. And so the first uh, cohort of the group was in early 2022, and the first retreat was that spring. So, yeah, you said no one was doing anything in 2020. You mean no one launched their own personal group coaching program <laughs> with a retreat at the beginning of 2020 and then couldn't actually do it? I, I, I know I might know someone who got stuck in that bubble. <laughs> Um, and I'll be honest, like mine was, we started in January and our retreat was supposed to be in June and in June, you know, June of 2020, no one was going anywhere. So we delayed it, the in-person portion until September. And in September, no one was still getting on planes. Like we had a powwow, everyone in the group, you know, some were willing to come, but like no one really felt comfortable getting on a plane and then staying with people from across the country inside of one house at one time. And so, as you know, I pivoted mine to be virtual, but like, I felt like that was a sign that maybe that wasn't the container for me Yeah, because I've still not done anything in person since, but I have, you know, really enjoyed seeing how your program has expanded. And so I'm really excited about coming to DC to see it, you know, in person. Let's actually back up because we kind of skipped over this whole, you entered the online space. So tell me 
what your decision making was around creating your first online course and tell me how that feels different to you or maybe the same as your mastermind program and why you are continuing with both of those kind of avenues to work with you at the same time. Okay. So first of all, and this is just being totally transparent because you're interviewing me and I tell people all the time that I am an open book. So this is me being an open book on my own podcast. Um, My decision to create an online course was originally purely based in seeing other people do it and be successful at it. And I'm like, oh, I want that too. So sign me up. Okay. (laughs) And when it came to, well, what am I going to teach? That part was easy because in all of the years I had been doing one-on-one in-person mentoring, it was the same problems with everyone. It was the same conversation with everyone. I'm giving everybody the same pep talks, everyone the same encouragement. We're breaking down the same exact things. And so it was very easy to see that like, everybody's struggling with the same circle of of things and they go together in this way. And here's how I've always taught it in person. And how can I translate that to an online course, right? The difference between that, again, my idea sparked from, oh, other people are doing it. So I'm going to do it too. Okay. Versus my mastermind experience was something that I created and I always knew this would be magic, right? Like I felt it differently, right? Like my, my, the energy around it was different. And that being said, and I teach this all the time about following your gut and your heart and your intuition, let's look at how successful my mastermind has done (laughs) versus how my course is done. (laughs) Now, that being said, I'm not giving up on the course because I 100% believe in the materials and how it's taught. And the women who have gone through it have raved about it and continue to go back to that information and have carried it with them. I know it's great material but we're still trying to land with how to get it in the most hands possible so that it can help people. And I know that we'll get there. It's just, again, it was birthed from a different energy. And so it's taking a little bit longer to get the traction that I'm hoping it'll have. I mean, I think we all, and maybe, maybe photographers will understand this, but I feel like it takes less energy to market the really high ticket offers because you don't need as many people to say yes. I mean, when it comes to the one-to-many, which is what your online course is, you actually have to get a lot of people to say yes, which takes a lot more marketing effort than I think any of us realize. Because like you said, and especially you and I, because CRM Blueprint, which is the course that I put together when you were putting together the Aligned Photographer, um, they were both you know, out during the pandemic when everyone was home and everyone was saying yes to online courses because there was no other option. But I feel like we crafted those courses in like the most optimal time for like online education. And so now that that has kind of like, I mean, I feel like it's reached its peak. I'm not saying that online courses are dead, but I am saying that like, you know, what you did in maybe late 2020, all of 2021 is not the same marketing that you have to do in 2023 and beyond in order to sell your online courses. So, I mean, I hear you. It's a different container. It's a different energy. It takes different marketing strategies, but I do love that you are still going forward with both avenues because even though both of these can serve the same person, I also feel like you are talking to two different people or 
at least you're talking to people at two different stages in their business because someone who's ready to invest in your online course is probably not in the position at this time to invest in your mastermind, but they'll probably get there. Right. Exactly. It's definitely two different levels. The aligned photographer is for someone who's probably in their first three or four years of business, or maybe they're just now starting to open their doors and they want to have a really solid footing at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, The mastermind is for somebody who's probably two, three or more beyond um, in business, and they are ready to take it to the next level. They are ready to, they've got their, they know who their clients are. They take great images. They're consistent in their work. Uh, they're making a good income, but they're ready to level up. Okay. Um, and so it is definitely a different container, but um, they do feed really nicely together because one is mm-hmm. foundational and the other one is level two. And um when people register in my mastermind, they actually get as a bonus, they get access to the full course in case they want to take those materials before the mastermind starts, which a lot of my students actually do. They use the time between when they register and when the mastermind starts to go through the course and like get all of the the foundational stuff buttoned up before we dive in. So they go, they still do, they still go together and I still believe in both of them. That's why, you know, we're, we're continuing to go forward. So let's talk about, let's expand our conversation to talk about you as an educator, because you've got your online course and you've got your mastermind, but there are other pieces of the puzzle. Like this podcast, for example, is one of the platforms that you use in order to educate your audience, as well as when you end up going to conferences as a speaker. So can you talk to me about how you decided to create this podcast and how it is maybe aligned or connected to your bigger vision as an educator? Yeah. So back in 2020, when I was getting into the online digital space, as we all were, one of the things that we were taught, we as educators were taught is like, you know, growing your list and here's how to market yourself and here's how to establish yourself as as an authority in the space. And so one of the decisions I made at the time was I'm going to start showing up once a week on Instagram and do live Q&A. And I did that every Thursday for 18 months. And it started off, it started off really slowly with just a couple of questions. And it got real hefty there at the end to where I wasn't even able to answer all the questions. I'd be getting 18 and 20 questions. Um, and it did. It established me as an authority. It got me used to speaking and answering questions on the fly. And um, I thought, okay, I cannot keep this container up as much as I'm enjoying it. It's taking up, you know, multiple hours of my time because I was like putting in thought and a- answering the questions and taking notes before I went live and and all this. And um and I thought, okay, but I do like that just giving information away. And I feel like, yes, I want people to join my programs and pay to work with me as an educator because I know that I have a lot to offer. But like I said earlier, I'm also an open book. I also want to help anybody that needs help. And I thought a podcast could be a great way to continue the education platform totally for free for whoever wants to hear it kind of in small little snippets. And um, my podcast is different than yours because mine is mostly solo episodes. Yours Mm -hmm. is mostly interviews. And Mm -hmm. You know, I always say that could change down the road, but I don't mind hopping on and riffing for 10 minutes on this idea that I came up with. Um, Yesterday, I just came up with an idea on the fly and I was like, this is going out next week. I like it. (laughs) 
and I recorded yes. it real quick, you know, and, um, and I don't mind doing that. I enjoy it. And I kind of, um, I think it's similar to when I was going live on Instagram, same kind of thing. So, I mean, I know for myself, I chose the podcast format because I love to talk, but also I feel like the reach and the potential that you have is bigger on a podcast than it is on Instagram. Because in Instagram, you you know, you're at the mercy of the Instagram gods. As Dana, as Dana Schaff said recently, if you give them a blood sacrifice, maybe they'll show your stuff to more people. <laughs> but that's just not true of our podcast. Like once we've recorded this episode and it goes up on the Shoot It Straight podcast, it's going to be there forever yeah. unless you decide to take it down. And, you know, it's always out there. If someone is searching for something in particular on one of the podcast players, they have the potential to find this um, episode. But when it comes to Instagram lives, I mean, I know for a while there, Instagram was changing how you saved it, how you downloaded it, how you how you did all these things. I think there was one time when you texted me and you're like, oh my God, I think the Instagram live that I just did is completely gone. Like I went to click the button and the button wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And so I do think that it's a much more stable outlet for you to communicate with your wider audience than your Instagram lives. But it's so interesting to hear that like, that's how you got started in like this. Let me just sit down, answer questions, and just talk about the topics that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the Instagram lives when I was doing them. I really did. Keep in mind, that was before I had a mastermind group, a membership group, a course, and all these other calls that I was doing during the week. So I did have a little bit more time on my hands. Um, and that was getting me some quote unquote FaceTime with people that are engaging live and asking questions. Um, but you're right. It's not as stable of, of a platform. And um, for a while there, I was trying to be really good. I would download the video. I would upload it to YouTube. Girl, that process is way too long. Okay. <laughs> that process is way too long. And I was like, yeah, hard pass. We're not, we're not doing this anymore. So um, if you want a good laugh, you can go to my YouTube channel. I don't even know what it is. Just search my name probably. <laughs> and, and there's a whole bunch of videos of Instagram lives that have been repurposed there. And then nothing has happened on that channel since. But yeah, I've been enjoying the podcast. I will say when you said that um, a podcast has such um, a broad reach, that was terrifying to me starting the podcast. So today is actually my podcast anniversary. Uh, this is what, one what? year of the Shoot It Straight podcast. That's why we're doing this special chat. And um, I was really excited when I was planning for it and prepping for it and doing all the stuff. I was freaking nervous on launch day. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's just that, like you said, there's this massive reach that like, in theory, people could be listening to me all over the world judging me, you know, mm -hmm. or thinking, gosh, Sabrina has a horrible podcast voice. Why would she decide to start a podcast? <laughs> um, but it's been so well received and it is a small but mighty podcast. I do not have a massive reach. I do not, not yet, at least. Um, not yet. But the people that listen send me messages, they send me DMs, and it's it, it just makes my heart so happy that even if my message that day only landed with one person, but they took the time to reach out to me and tell me that it landed with them, worth it, mm. totally worth it. Yesterday, I was doing a like follow-up 30-minute call with one of my VIP clients. And, you know, she told me at the end of the call, she's like, by the way, you know, I listen to the podcast like every week, but I just had to reiterate how much I've gotten from it. And we were having a conversation because I was helping her make sure that her membership was going to launch properly. She was doing an annual membership and I was helping her with the Dubsado bits. 
but she said something that I found really curious. And it just makes me wonder that sometimes I don't know who's listening to my podcast and who's buying off of my recommendations because this particular client has hired my virtual assistant for herself, has hired my bookkeepers for her. Now I knew about both of those. But what I didn't know was that when I had Shannon Vondi on the podcast to talk about email marketing, she hired Shannon to help her with her email marketing. I didn't know about that one. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder, I wonder who else I've brought to the show because that is one of my favorite things to do is to find people that I really believe in whatever service it is that they're offering and bringing them onto my podcast in order to talk about, you know, what they're passionate about. That's why you've been on my podcast. Is it like four times, Sabrina? I don't know. I think I've lost count. but the podcast is a really good platform for us to just have awesome conversations. And I know that you love to do your solo episodes. I find it incredibly intimidating to just sit and talk to my computer. Now I've kind of gotten over it. I got much better in March when I recorded a solo episode every day for like seven days in a row. And then I was like, okay, I can do this. But as you may have noticed, I've slid back a little bit. into a bunch of guest episodes. And it's because I just have so many people that I want to share that like, I'm just trying to shove everybody in. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a struggle, girl. It's a struggle. Yeah. I love, I love doing what you said. I love finding people that I love their services, what they offer, what they're about, and then sharing them with my audience. For me, I will bring them on the podcast. I do, you know, an interview every month-ish but I also bring them into my membership as guest speakers. We have a guest yes. speaker every month. And I also have guest speakers in my mastermind platform. And I also have guest speakers as bonuses in my course. So it's just a way to get these people in front of um, and to grow their audience. And actually the guests that I bring into all of these places, even if it's just my, my membership, those teachings, normally people come just for free and they just come give an hour of their time. But the mm-hmm. return rate for them is so high on people buying their programs, their offers, their courses, whatever. And I, that makes me so happy. You know, I love to help support women who are just killing it. Yeah. You mentioned your membership. That's one thing we haven't talked about yet. So let's chat about that. Sabrina, do you remember our conversation when you said, (laughs) I'm going to do a membership and it's going to be less than $30 a month? I mean, I think your first, your first thought was that it was going to be less than $20 a month. It was was like, um, it was for a little bit. Uh huh. (laughs) When I first created it. So the heart behind it was kind of twofold. I, had finished my first group in an online cohort for my uh, online course. And I had done a test run of an online only mastermind group. Um, So it was just like a six week thing. And both of those groups raised their hands and they were like, well, what's next? We we don't want to leave. We want to have access to you. Right. And of course I didn't want to lose them either because we developed relationships and I love coaching them and I'd gotten to know their businesses and their hearts. Um, and so I kind of started to think, well, what could that look like? And then I started to lay out, okay, what would be a really easy, low hanging fruit that I can deliver value? Um, but that's also very cost effective and an easy yes for people. So the, the original price was $15 and $15 and it was only, you had to be invited. So this was not open to the public. And once you finished one of my programs, you got invited and I had a hundred percent join rate, literally a hundred percent join rate. And it stayed that way for about a year. And then, um, then I decided I'm going to try doing a launch, like a true open cart, closed cart launch to the public for this group. And the price is going to go up to $22. And that went okay. 
the problem was the public didn't really know about it because I hadn't been talking about it because it hadn't been a public offer before. Right. And so I launched it a couple of times in a year um, to the public through a true, again, open cart, closed cart thing and got, I don't know, I doubled the size of the group. The group was small and it is still small, but technically it doubled. So that was good. Um, Mm -hmm. It is still currently as of the air date today, it is still $22 a month, but now all of 2023, it has been open to the public full time. You can go and join anytime you want. That is changing on October 1st, Coley. Oh, boop, boop. I want to hear this. On October 1st, it is still going to be open to the public, but it is going up to $33. And the reason being, so I'm finally crossing that $30 threshold for you. Oh, I know where this is going. (laughs) The reason being (laughs) is we are in the process right now of building a vault. Um, Right now, the entire program lives in Facebook, in a Facebook group, which, you know, nobody likes whatever, meta, okay? (laughs) Nobody likes it, but it's great for groups. And so the group lives there and all of the replays live there. And, you know, Jane Smith could join today and scroll back for almost three years and watch any replay she wanted, okay? And that's great, but it's also confusing and messy because it is three years old. So there are 36 guest speakers and 36 coaching calls and fill in the blank. There's just a lot of content there. So... It is going up to $33 on October 1st because there will be a vault and it's going to be pretty and organized and in a password protected platform. Ugh. And you can go in and you can say, I'm struggling with marketing and go to the marketing section and dit, 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 dit. it's all right there. And uh, so actually the month of September when, when this is airing um, is going to be the last call. You can get in for $22. You can lock in at $22 and you will still get the vault. If you try and join after October 1st, I will still love to have you, but it's going to be $33. So, um, but I still didn't tell you what the premise is. The premise behind the the membership is quality education that is going to continue to grow what you're doing and how you're looking at your business and your efforts without feeling like you're drinking from a fire hose. So when you join a mastermind, when you join a course and you log in and it's like, holy crap, there is a ton of information here. There's modules and videos and it's just so much stuff. And if you have planned your time well, you can go through everything in in an orderly manner and get the education that you were hoping to get out of it. But a lot of times people sign up and they jump in and then they get overwhelmed and they're like, never mind, I'm out. And this course or, or group goes to what I call like the course graveyard <laughs> that like they have a login to, but they never get into. So this group, I wanted to, it to be slow and steady, very slow and steady. And so there are three things that every member gets new every month. Again, you can watch all the replays you want but you're getting three pieces of new content a month. One is always a guest speaker. One is a training for me. And then there's like a rotating kind of other category. It'll be a behind the scenes Mm -hmm. video of me at a session, or it'll be a PDF guide for whatever. Um, And so it's three pieces, like three is very manageable. And um, everybody has- Very digestible. Very adjustable. And people have access to the Google calendar. So it's a couple meetings a month. But the other part of this group, so it's three pieces of content, very, very doable, is the community. This community, I swear to you, and you're in this group, you know, this community is so Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, It has grown and um, developed so much over the last three years that I show up in there every day and I answer every single question and I comment on every single thing. And there's um, posts that are shared for people to engage 
but so much goes on without me because this group has become so tight knit. Women are asking um, tough questions and they're like, oh my gosh, help. I need help. What do I do? And can I get eyes on this? And this problem's happening. What would you do here? But it's also a lot of celebration. Guys, I made my first big sale. Guys, I had my first client book at my new rate. Guys, look at this. I mean, it's such a great group. So community is a really, really big part of why I created that group as well. Wow. Okay. So Sabrina, we've talked about how you got into education. We've talked about the many different avenues that people can work with you. I'm just curious because this is your, you know, one year anniversary of the podcast. What are your big plans going forward? Like, do you have anything exciting that's happening either for the podcast or for your educational offering? Yeah, I don't have anything exciting happening for the podcast. Uh, the goal here is to continue <laughs> one foot in front of the other, see if I can make mm-hmm. it to year two. Um, <laughs> you will make it to I'm year two. I'm <laughs> still loving it, but you know, I'm holding it loosely. So that's the goal for the podcast. Education-wise, um, I have an idea that may launch in 2024, and then I have something that did already launch that I'm really excited about. Um I had felt um, a calling to offer some sort of program, I don't want to call it a program, experience for my alumni. And I have a really, Mm -hmm. really tight-knit alumni group of all the women who've gone through my mastermind. And um, they have been asking me since the very first retreat ended back in 2022 in spring to have an alumni event. And I didn't have the brain space last year, didn't have the brain space the start of this year. And I thought, okay. January, 2024, we're doing this. And this again, when we're talking about energy, this was birthed from that same energy as my mastermind program. It just all of a sudden was like bubbling up. I was like, oh my gosh, this is what it's going to be. And this is where it's going to be. And this is when it's going to be. And it all just kind of came together. And um, it sold out in two and a half hours, (laughs) which is really exciting because I love these women. And so we're going to have the first ever Root to Rise alumni retreat in January in Charleston. And I cannot wait. Um, And then... I've been toying with what a kind of 2.0 mastermind could be, or maybe it's a 3.0. I don't know what we're calling it, but a lot of the women that I've coached over the years are ready to step into the education space and they have been asking me for help. And so I've been doing some mentoring with them through that, coaching them into the education space. And I feel like there could be a mastermind there. So I'm not sure what that looks like, when it would be, what the container would be, but that's kind of next on the horizon, I think. Exciting things, Sabrina. So is there anything else that you want to close out this episode with as this is your first time being a guest on your own podcast? No, I don't think so. This was so fun. We we covered a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> so no, um, Thanks for being here, my friend. Of course, I was like, Uh, thank you for having you have to be on my one year episode. I mean, it's just not even an option. So uh, no, this has been really fun. All right, everyone, then I'm going to close this episode out as I do on my podcast. That's it for this episode. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the shoot it straight podcast. You can find all the full show notes and details from today's episode at sabrinagebhardt.com backslash podcast. Come find me and connect over on the gram at Sabrina Gebhardt Photography. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be honored if you hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. Until next time, my friends, shoot it straight.